Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we have Una Roy from up in Canada, up in Ontario. And this is a really, really great day because it's almost like her second birthday almost because today is St. Patrick's Day and uh, 2021. And uh, she is looking fabo, guys. I really cannot wait. I hope that someday we'll actually post video on this. She's got her Ireland shirt on. She's got her Ireland. Um, they're not really ears. They're kind of little spiral oh, hats on. Exactly. And we are here to party and talk about women in the insurance space. Una, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, Teresa. I really appreciate it. And i um, very grateful to be able to share what I have and hopefully it helps. Yeah, absolutely. So you and I just talked a few minutes before we got started, kind of about the mission and the heart of this podcast. And really to be able to encourage women and tell our stories of, of how we got started so tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in the insurance space. So um, unlike probably 100% of the people watching this, when you grow up, you would totally want to grow up to be in insurance, 100%. That's what you want to be when you grow up. <laughs> Every day. So yeah, absolutely not. So I kind of came into it by accident um, and by, um, I would say, force, because I worked in the healthcare industry. I worked at the hospital in Stratford. Um, which is a community just uh, west of us where I live now, and um, one of the larger centers. And of course, back in 1992, there was major layoffs. And I was mm. one of those people that were getting laid off. And I had two small children at home at the time. And I thought, well, what the heck am I going to do? Like, I, I don't know anything else. So I, my girlfriend said, why don't you apply to, at that time, what was called PA Roy Insurance? And I said, to do what? <laughs> like, I know nothing about insurance other than I pay a bill. So right. long story short, I went in for the interview and Jeff, who is now my husband and partner in the business, his father hired me. And I went, wrote my exam and whatever else. And I learned insurance and I learned an awful lot about it and met some in the journey and all those years. I've met some incredible, incredible women and men. Um, and of course, all of our friends and which we, some of them we even call family from the States in our insurance family. Um, it's, it's just been an absolutely incredible journey and I've never looked back. You know, I see people on the street now and they go, oh, do you miss that? I'm like, nope, I just love <laughs> what I'm doing because it's every single day is different. Now, there's yeah. days now <laughs> that, yeah, I could maybe not say I love, but anyway, because the industry is much more, it's difficult. It's a hard yeah. market. I'm not sure about the States, but in Canada right now, our companies are just like, they don't want business. They, they only want certain kinds. There's, there's no mm -hmm. give. So it makes it very, very difficult that way. So trying to keep everybody's, um, everybody's, feeling up and positive and everything else, not only with the companies doing what they're doing, COVID clients being at home and searching everything. So they find out like two months after the renewal, Oh, I think I found something cheaper, but they didn't. So that, you know, 
my team, I, whom I adore and love and treat like my own kids, um, they're just, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, also very difficult to find new people to join the team because we find here, I don't know about where you guys are, people don't want to work because they're getting served, they're getting paid, they're staying at home or, you know, and we can work from home or work in the office here. We're, again, no COVID in our area, touch wood. Right. I think we've had maybe a, maybe a dozen cases in, really? in the That's year, it? like really? in, like in a hundred mile radius, like where we're, yeah, where we're wow. living. So we've been very, very fortunate. So, but we're following all the rules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately we can't travel, but mm-hmm. so as, as a, an owner and manager, um, one of the things I think most important to me is making sure that the culture and making sure that the team that we have um, resonates with each other and has the same core values, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, another thing we say is that they're athletic or they're competitive because that also brings out very good positive things, you know, so it, that way we, everybody gels. We're not all together in the same office, but it's very important for me, for my team, and that I know that if they need me, they can come to me. The training part of it, um, I also do some training, just learning over and always learning. Like now we've got to train virtually. That's totally different than me being able to be in the room with you and saying, okay, Teresa, nope, we got to go over here. Now I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, forgot that step. Sorry about that. No wonder you can't find it. So there's (laughs) there's so much that brings the technology into it and how we're going to drive that. Um, And I have people on my team that I know could just excel and manage and whatever else. So as we grow, I'm keeping an eye on those girls and guys and saying, hey, someday you may have to manage that, you know, sales team you may have to manage the customer service team or the directors of first impressions um i just had one of my directors in first impression i said you need to be an account manager and she was like oh i can't because you guys deal with the clients all the time and and you're giving advice like you're telling them you know here's your advice here's where you can save here's what you can do and explaining coverages to them and i looked at her and i smiled and i said deb you do that every day I said, because you're the first person they talk to and you do the change of vehicles for them and you suggest coverages to them. I hear you doing it. She goes, oh, but she felt that's not who she was. Right. And now she is one of my newer account managers and so proud of her, you know, so it's, there's so much that we can help each other with. And I think just letting that person know, you know what? You did a great job today, Teresa. Thanks. And I think that's another thing that yeah. I find it always resonated to me was to say thank you or I'm proud of you. You know, you did a great job. Don't wait till you're talking to somebody. Like when they're walking out the door, when they leave the office, at the end of the day, I go, hey, guys, thanks for everything today. It, it, and I'm not doing it. It just comes out because right. I truly, truly mean that. You know, there's days where I know everybody's had a not a good day and I'll walk around and put a glass of wine on their desk and say here it's four o'clock yep you need this or whatever right or do you need a hug we're not I know you're not supposed to do that during COVID but 
we do the virtual hugs now. And sometimes if they really need it, you know what, I'm going to give it to them. Right. Yeah. So, cause we know we're safe, but on the other hand, the difficulties with being in the business as a woman, as a mom, um, as a caregiver, whether it be for your parents or a sibling or your children, um, it, it's a lot to juggle. And sometimes we have to realize too, when somebody comes into work that, Hey, maybe it's not work. There's something else going on. And maybe they just need, maybe they need a day. Yeah. Maybe they need a break. You know, they so, need something different. So as a woman in the insurance space and in that position of leadership, because you run the team, you create, you work really hard to be able to create that culture. I know a lot of men are very, very culture driven. And I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I think that sometimes they create culture differently than women do, you know, and how have you been able to really tap into the culture of your agency maybe differently than your, your husband, Jeff. And, and I know, I know like my husband is amazing. He is kind, he is generous, but sometimes they just get on this blinder thing and they're just like, boom, 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 boom. Right. And they're just, they're just doing the things that they need to get done during the day. And I find sometimes I do that as well, but I do try to be able to stop, tell people, thank you. And um, sometimes I have to think about it. How long has it been since I told this person, thank you, especially in a virtual environment, because we're always a little bit, um, we're not as, you know, um, uh, you, we're not as, um, how do I put it, conversational in just a day-to-day -day space. We're more transactional about what it is that we have to get done when we're more virtual. But how do you take the time, maybe differently from Jeff, to be able to develop that culture in your agency? So, I mean, a great point, Teresa, when you say, you know, they've got blinders on, they can think of one thing. I am very, very fortunate um, to be married to probably one of the most intelligent men I know. Don't anybody tell him I said that. He can, yeah. Shh. It's our secret. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he is like unbelievably smart, like almost crazy smart. So, um, but he gets an idea and it's like, let's do it. And it's like, okay, great idea. But let's rein that back in again, because we have to think of the entire 25, 27 people we have. That's not just great for everybody. You know, um, we have two other managers that um, are, are part owners as well in our organization in Excalibur, both men. So when it comes to dealing with the staff or whatever, they have the input to what's going to happen. But when we have to actually one-on-one, -on -one, if there's problems or cultures I'm the one who has to talk to them because well uh yeah I don't I don't know what to say because they just don't know what to say yeah. they're scared to say anything um so when you say building the culture it's it's remembering the little things mm. and not that the men don't but they don't think of that it's like oh you know what I've got to say thanks Teresa great job and whatever else but not saying, you know what, and here's, here's this. So I try and just those little things like, okay, flowers, just whenever, you know, um, bringing everybody together, just knowing what people like, you know, whether it's a specialty tea or whatever, guys don't remember that stuff. Right. But that, that has a huge impact when you remember that one thing about that person, you know, making a big deal about everybody's birthday. Yeah that comes and goes because again, as you said, they're driven and they're doing their thing. 
And it's very easy for ourselves as well to forget, you know, I'm not trying to say that I remember everybody's birthday. It's on my calendar and it pops up. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it makes me look good, but you know, I remember it, whereas they don't. So, but that's important to people that you remember those things, or if they've got, you know, a special anniversary, something coming up. Right. Right. And, and that, those little things make a difference. And people remember that when things are getting tough or we're all having a hard day or whatever like that. The team comes together again. So building a culture differently than my husband, um, we do work together very, very well to build that and to come up with the ideas. And quite often it's, it's pretty cool because I'll go, guess what? I was just thinking and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no way. Because he was coming to tell me the exact same thing. So that's where you've been married too long when you start thinking alike. Um, That's scary. But um, so that way, I'm, again, extremely fortunate, not just in my own personal life, but in my work life, because I do have a like, and if I have ideas, and he can either just improve those ideas, add to them. And, uh, and we just, we run and never do I say no, or he says, nope, we're not doing that. That's not going to work. Or, you know, but number one in our business, our employees come first. Yeah. Number one, our team is number one. And then our, obviously then our clients, because without them, we wouldn't have a business, but but without our team, we wouldn't have clients. True. True. And, and your clients would be happy. So, I mean, it's a circular conversation and and I remember, yeah. Right. I remember back in Phoenix, you guys did a, you did a breakout session on culture in the agency. And, um, I remember when, what the, the number one thing that really stuck out to me is that you had said, sometimes just ask them what they want. And, and rather than just imposing on them, Hey, you know, we need more food. We need more cookies. Let's do another luncheon. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're on a diet, right? Maybe that's not important to them that you brought in hot, fresh cookies, you know, even though I would love it, but again, yeah. I'm not always that appreciative when it's, you know, every week, and maybe I'm trying to work out or I'm trying to be, you know, better in that area. But I love the fact that one of the things that you mentioned was ask the team what's important to them. And you may be really surprised at what the answer is that we may think. And I think your specific example was that you guys already had opportunities for them to win this or, you know, or to be able to participate in that, or they could, you know, you guys give them different things for birthdays or different events, but then you guys ask them, what would you like as a reward for blank? I can't remember what it was. And I remember you said that they chose to wear like yoga pants on Fridays (laughs) and you were expecting some big dollar thing. And then it was just like, stop. Are we really asking the right questions, Mm -hmm. because by asking the right questions, we're able to listen to them, not only to show them that they're important with the concept of, you know, having them fill out a a list of their favorite things when they're firstly hired, like their favorite Mm -hmm. teas and all, which I love and I don't do and I need to do. Um, In fact, I've been meaning to do it like here in the last month or two. And of course I haven't, but obviously I'm so sorry right now for everybody out there, but the key though is also just to ask them just flat out, not just yeah. ask them what their favorite things are, but maybe what could we do to improve the workspace? Yeah. And how how has that been really dynamic for you? Because I, I think as a business it, owner, we try to guess what they want. Yeah. And I don't think we And it's been that. huge because when I first asked them that question, and I have to shout out to Kelly Donahue, 
um, as well, who is an amazing woman in the industry. Um, she's the one who said that, you know, we've got to ask. And I'm like, oh, dear God, this is going to cost me a fortune. And right. it didn't. They wanted to wear jeans on a Friday and they wanted to have a yoga class with Jeff. It's like, okay, done. <laughs> um, so from that, we've built and we ask so much more. Like instead of having our me who thinks that I, you know, do everything amazing, <laughs> not really. And that everybody likes to do what I like to do. Cause why wouldn't you? Cause it's just a party and it's fun. Um, now I actually have from each of our offices, one person who volunteered. Cause I asked the whole, uh, who wants to do this? Not say oh, pretty sure it's going to be Teresa that'll want to do this. And she really doesn't want to. So I asked each office. So now I have my own little social committee. And then I asked them, what do you want to do for our summer party? What do you want to do for Christmas? Of course, now it's like, what can we do virtually? And what can we hand out or whatever? So, and again, same thing. It's like, really? Okay. Mm. You know, because I was always like, you know, bus trips and this and whatever. And if we're open, which we are fingers, toes, everything crossed this summer, we will be able to at least have our staff, maybe their partners or spouses, um, for a summer party. And again, I was thinking, you know, they're going to want all this stuff. They want it in my backyard again, <laughs> games in our backyard with live music and food. And I, I love it done, you know? So instead of me trying to figure out what I think everybody loves, because what they do is they go back and they talk to all the girls and guys in their office and go, what do you think about this? Everybody picks that. And it's like, okay. You know? So it's always asking, same with how they're set up at work. Like I'm standing right now at my desk and just this morning, one of my girls who's had to sit all the time, she was, I said to her, I said, she, I noticed her twitching in her chair the other day. And I said, you okay? She says, oh, she goes, I just trying to loosen up. I said, do you want one of these stand up desks? She goes, can I? I go, absolutely. Guys, tell me if you want something. Three days, she's got it. She's up there. She's loving it. She's standing. So as opposed to assuming everybody wants one of these, they don't. Those who are sitting and always have been, maybe they want to try it. You know what? So yeah. I'll get it for you. So you're comfortable at what you're doing and all those kinds of things. So, yeah. And everybody now can work from home and they have the option to do that as well. Nice. Again, ask, right? Right. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Well, I always tell people too that, um, you know, just like whenever we go out for dinner with our family members, right? And everybody's in the car and you say, what do you want for dinner? And everybody goes, oh, I don't know. I don't really (laughs) care, right? And somebody goes, you know, Mexican food or something, or somebody says, I want pasta, whatever. So we go out for Italian. Well, then everybody else doesn't get the opportunity to complain or whatever. Not that, I mean, you know, not that, you know, people do, but, you know, I always tell people if we, if we ask and we want feedback, 
then yeah. please make sure that we get it. And the other thing of that is we need to ask for what we want because I'm not a mind reader. I don't live in, in people's minds no. and I don't know what you want. And so for me to help lead this team, I need to know what the heartbeat of the team is. I need to know where you want to grow. And mm -hmm. um, one of the things we did the last two years, I think has really been really successful. So we have an annual review with everybody. And I just say, how can I help you do your job better? And then I say, how can I help you with anything in your life? You know, mm -hmm. are you looking to be able to maybe buy a house this next year? Are you looking to do something with your kids, a vacation? You know, and by taking the time to ask those questions, yeah. we can find out where their priorities are. And then by doing that, helping them to have that life. I always say that, uh, that, that, that work should fuel our life. Our life yeah. should not necessarily fuel our work, even though there's a really big symbiotic balance. type situation. There has to be a balance. Yeah, there has to be that balance. But I don't want somebody to think when they come in the office that they have to leave their personal life behind. And I don't want them to feel like whenever they're in their personal life, that work is nowhere within that space because there's such a balance in there that we are a whole person. And I love the fact that you guys are incorporating that by asking people and encouraging a community of being able to get those responses. Cause I'm sure that it helps in times of conflict as well. Well, it doesn't. And I was just gonna say, it's not all about just the fun part. Like we all want to have fun and we want work. I want when they come to work that it's, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Right. right. Um, and the other part is knowing to say, you don't have to wait till the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the year to talk to me about something. If you're getting behind or you're feeling overwhelmed or somebody's just yelled at you, like I'm, I'm mama bear here. You come here and I'm going to fix this to the best I can, or we're going to find a solution that's going to make it better. Right. And I have them go, yeah, but I know everybody's busy. So I don't want to bother them because I'm behind. I said, I know, but looks what happens when you get behind and you don't tell me. Because yeah. as you said, I'm not a mind reader until I see it. And it's like, oh, okay, we got we to gotta catch up here. And then we do. And it's like, yeah, I'll tell you next time. But then they feel bad because something's happened. Well, no. And then we have to talk through it and say, okay, this is not the, I'm not giving you, here you go. I'm just going to fix it. We have to come up with a solution together. Teresa, why do you think yeah. this is happening? Right? So what mm -hmm. do you think we could do to make it better? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So then, and that's where we are empowering our entire team. Yeah. Right. By letting them, you know, here, here, we're going to do whatever we can. And when they know that it's not just lip service, that, yeah, Una is going to go to the company and figure that out, or Una is going to call that client and sort out why they were rude or why they said such and such. And, you know, and to let them know that it, it's not you. Mm -hmm. You're the last person that like, you know, so it's just to make them feel comfortable and know that they can always come to me, you know, and I know sometimes they don't because they feel like, mm, I don't want to bother her because she's busy. No, I'm never too busy. Yeah. You know, I've got all kinds of hours. Absolutely. Do you find that men and women approach you differently in the office? Like maybe with a different, um, like women may wait longer to be able to address maybe challenges in the workspace yeah. than, than men do, because I think women step back a little bit and we almost wait till we're frustrated. We almost like bottle it up. We almost wait until um, we're frustrated. I mean, you know, before we actually go and request help. Yes. 
Yeah, like the guys will just like I have the one guy, he'll text me on a Sunday night. Hey, well, I'm like, all right, <laughs> um, you know, and they're and then it's over. Whereas the girls, the wait or the, you know, maybe it was me. Oh, I, it must be me, you know, and then they try and figure it all out and put different, you know, blame themselves or right. try and figure out like and put all the weight on their shoulders before they come to me. And then, you know, it could be a couple of weeks, a couple of days, whatever. And then it's like. I can almost see in their face going, should have come like right away <laughs> because we all do that because we've, I think, well, I know my own personality. I, I got this. I can take care of right. it myself. I don't need somebody else to do it for me. So I think a lot of women have that personality, you know, because we do even whether we have children or not, we still have that motherly instinct or that instinct to take care of things, make things better before we ask for help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, we do that. I do that. And I do that a lot because I sit back and I think, no, I can take care of it. It's not that big of a deal. It's okay. You know? And then I think sometimes too, I, I taught myself into the idea that maybe I missed something somehow by accident, that it's somehow my fault or, um, that I should have done something differently. Or I think, hold on, let me, let me do this, this, and this to try to make up for yeah. what it was that happened. And a lot of times it's just that somebody's just not maybe me, but somebody else is just like maybe having a bad day. They just right. jumped and because they were frustrated because they were running late for work and then their car didn't start. And then, you know, their kid forgot their shoes at school. And then all of a sudden they got a call and add that new car that their husband bought this weekend or whatever, you know, onto the insurance policy. And all of a sudden like, oh, I got, I got, oh, I got to take care of that. And sometimes they're just not always in the best mood when they give me a call. And sometimes I know that as a woman, I'll take that really personally yeah. more than I should, especially when I know yeah. that this person and I maybe have really bonded at another time. Yeah. And I bring all that into it. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, we you think, know, yeah. We I put it on me over overthink things. Yes. And I think sometimes too, it's, I think intimidation is the wrong word, but, mm. and they are by some people because somebody's worked here, done it for 10 years and they're really good at it and whatever else. And I'm not that good at it. So yeah. I don't want to ask because I feel like I'm not, you know, I'm dumb or I'm not good right. enough or whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to try and figure it out myself. Whereas if you had to just, you know, make sure that there's time, like don't every fight, you know, but say hey and then you just get help oh well that's easy exactly but I think people find oh well you know she always looks like she's got everything under control which mm -hmm. some people do and that does intimidation is the wrong word but that makes people feel like well I should be better or you know right. she never gets she never gets sick she never has a headache she what's the problem right how do we know these things right so some of us are just very fortunate you know, yeah. and that that's the way it is. Or some of us are just stubborn and people just don't know. <laughs> and I think we don't realize sometimes I'm actually in a, in a women's group that we're part of a mastermind, but we've kind of broken off to do this, um, executive, um, coaching type thing, if you will, it's a virtual type thing that we're doing together. And it's amazing because we went through this concept of how do we think people see us and how do we see ourselves? Right. And how do we want people to see us? Yeah. And it was really funny because I sat there, it's a group of four or five women. And, um, I sit there and I'm like, this is how I think people see me. And this is how I really want to be seen. And, and all of them were like, Oh girl, that is, that is like, this is how you think people see you is 100% not the way people see you. And, um, 
I always think, and I've, I've addressed it a couple of times on this podcast, especially like I think at the very beginning and the very first one, when I kind of said, this is kind of what our, our outlook is, what my heart is in this situation in building this podcast. But I have kind of that imposter syndrome, right? To where I want to, I, I want everybody to think that I'm, you know, walking up and I'm in my amazing five inch heels and I've got my hair all done up and I just look awesome and I'm super skinny and I just know all the answers and I can just pop everything together and everybody's just gonna love me at the end of the day. And that's what I want to be. And it's really funny because I think of myself the complete opposite almost. But we have to realize that we have to ask for help. We have to be real. We have to be honest. And we have to do that in a work environment, not always with our clients, but sometimes. And we also have to realize that they have bad days. And we have to realize that life is an Instagram. Everybody talks about social media and how it's gotten out of control and everybody thinks everybody's perfect. But I think that's been going on a really long time. It's just that, you know, social media has made it worse, if you will. But I think we all think that, you know, Joe down at the end of the corner has everything together and he's like the world's perfect insurance agent. And he's like, so amazing. And here I am on this end as an insurance agent or whatever. And I think we all compare ourselves in a very competitive way and it keeps us from being able to ask for what we want. Something else we did, Teresa, for the culture and for the personalities and for that, because we, we, I also realized that, you know what, there's certain people on my team, everybody's amazing, but there's mm-hmm. certain people that clash. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how hard you try and you could have the best team in the world, you know, the Stanley Cup team, but there's players on that, they clash. Yeah. So we, we brought in... Um, a company that did uh, the DISC program, D-I-S-C. And I'm sure lots of people out here have heard about that. And it was, it was amazing because you have to answer questions. You had so much time to do it and do it honestly because you're not saying, well, if I answer it this way, then I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that person I want to be, right? (laughs) I've done that. Right? So like if I say this, then I'm going to be like nice and caring. But if I say this, I'm going to be like super smart and, you know, all that stuff, right? But it was absolutely hilarious how it came out. And, and it's like, yeah, I totally know that is me. And how a, a D, which I am, interacts with an S or an I, especially someone who is like lower I, higher S. So those people are very, like, they're happy and whatever, but extremely sensitive, like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. And it's just like, oh, for mm-hmm. God's sake, just get it done. You know, that's Thanks. the D. Like, let's just do it. And you know, you're strong, you're stubborn. And yeah, you don't like being told that you're wrong. You know, those kinds of things. Really? Oh, yep, that's me. And so, (laughs) you know, and how do I speak to that person? And how do I speak to that um, C person that is like, totally analytical? Everything is about numbers, they need more insight. For God's sake, why do you need so much more information? Just this is what I want you to do, right? But that's who they are. So, it was really, and of course, you kind of looked through your whole organization and said, okay, well, I totally know that, you know, Teresa, she's kind of a DI, more I than she is. I am D a DI, very nice. <laughs> I am, you nailed it. So that's, that's totally, so we kind of went around, see, there was only one person in my entire organization that I went, and she even went, I'm totally not like that. And they put her at a D and I would have put her at an IS, strong S, her whole personality. But 
So whatever happened, whatever. But it, the entire team really appreciated that because then the Unas knew how to react to what the Teresas mm-hmm. were saying. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, Teresa's just being bossy. That's just who Teresa is. You know, yeah. Una's not just being oversensitive about everything I say. So now I just, how do I reword that? Right? So how mm-hmm. do I, how do Una and Teresa get along better? So it was, it was probably, it went over about two and a half months because we didn't do it every day. And it was a really cool exercise. And everybody learned a lot about themselves mm-hmm. that they already really knew, but just kind of clarified it for them. And they really learned how to, okay, well, now I know how to talk to Kathy or Savannah or Carol or whatever. And I know where they're coming from. And it's, it's easier now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was very helpful. Personal, like you said. Well, yeah. so you, and you can use that with your clients too. When you listen to them talk, it's like, okay. Yes. Here's exactly. my DC guy. Oh dear. <laughs> So is that, I know the disc, I know the disc test. So I've done the disc test, but I've not gone through like a, a program with it. You said it took you guys a, a little while to go through that. Where, where did you guys get access to that? So um, we got access to that through um, our, one of our groups that we're involved in here in Canada. Okay. And uh, Lucy Arkell used to be with IBAO and uh, she now works with this company and that's all they do is disc and okay. they do management disc. Um, sorry, I just have to decline my phone call. Um, management disc programs, that kind of stuff. We just did the, the personality testing and then we went on to um, two, four, six, eight sessions and they were about an hour and a half each um, and half the staff at each time. So if this half of the staff was in the morning on Monday, they would be in the afternoon on Thursday. Um, and then I've, they've also, what they've done is, um, they have a, a questionnaire in the program for hiring. So now not only am I making the phone call out and talking to you and doing all my normal things that I do for hiring, if I think, okay, I, so far this is going good with Teresa, but I'm going to, it cost me like $150, but whatever it's worth every penny because then when I get it back and it shows me that Teresa's really not customer service orientated, right. more numbers, then you're not going to be a great CSR. You're not going to be a great account manager. Um, if you apply for a sales job and you don't take like no well or negative, then yeah, you're not going to be a good salesperson. So right. then maybe I have a different position for you, but I've got you, I'm putting you in the right place, hopefully. Mm at the right time, right? Like it's not 100% perfect, but it certainly has, it's, it's really cool. I like it. I'm happy with it. That's awesome. It sounds like you guys have put a lot of good time and thought into building your team and your culture. And it is really, really important. And I know that that makes a really happy work environment for yeah. your team. And I'm sure that it's also helped with retention of employees and team members. It has, it has. And also for them to recommend other people because we have a referral program for our team as well. To rec- like so they refer somebody to work here and they get a $500 check. Oh, nice. Nice. So, I yeah. love that. I love that. 
Well, Una, we have had a lot of really good topics today. Um, we've covered a lot of good things about culture and the industry, men versus women, and be, how to be able to approach that culture and make sure that it is effective the way that it really matches what our team needs. And I love that, that it is so individual based, based on your team and your culture. And um, I hope other people get a, a good opportunity out of so. to be able to grow in theirs as well. Now, yeah. Una, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, tell us how you would like for them to be able to do that? Um, they can reach out. They can email me at U-R-O-Y at eigroup.ca or they can call my line at 519-646-5618. That's in Canada, so you might have to dial one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't forget. And guys, I know I mentioned or earlier. They can, re- they can reach out like private messenger on Facebook. Okay. Whatever. Like, that's how I got to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So whatever. That's perfect. Awesome. And guys, today is St. Patrick's Day. So just to let you guys know, tell us why St. Patrick's Day is such a great thing for you. Uh, oh, it's probably the best day of the year because it, it celebrates all the Irish. And of course, that's 100% my heritage. Um, I'm very proud to be Irish. I'm very proud of my family and my heritage. And uh, yeah, so... And it's two days before my birthday. Oh, so it's just a big bucks. week. <laughs> <laughs> you just party all week. I love yeah, it. I do. I do. Actually, sometimes a little longer, but whatever. It's all good. I love it. So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening today to the Power Women in Insurance podcast, where we talk to powerful and dynamic women all over the country, all over the insurance space. If you have a woman that you want to be able to recommend for the podcast, please reach out to me on Facebook. We do have a Power Women in Insurance Facebook page, as well as an Instagram page. And make sure that you follow us because we do drop a new episode every single Wednesday. Everybody, thank you so much for listening today and have an amazing week. Thank you. Slaunch, everyone.